I want to touch on something today that is, is really, it's vital for our Christian walk. It is how you and I are going to navigate through this life. Like the Bible declares that we're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. How we're going to navigate through this life. This life, Jesus says, is full of trouble. Anybody experience that? Just a few of you. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, there is trouble everywhere. But because we are more than conquerors through Christ, the question is, why does it feel like I'm losing when I should be winning? Now, God is the one who wants to get things across to us. He wants us to discover the truth about life. He wants us to be a partaker of His divine nature. Now, Jesus Christ was conqueror of all. He conquered death and hell, sin, all for us. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. So if he's the way, then we have to discover how to follow the way. He wants us to overcome sin, disease, sickness. He wants us to overcome temptation. He wants to grant us this wisdom that Jason spoke about. He wants us to operate in this wisdom. He wants us to operate in the love of God that's been shed abroad in our heart. He wants us to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. He wants us to operate in the fruit of the Spirit. This is His plan. But we understand that there seems to be some kind of disconnect. Amen? And we know it's not God. God's not the one that's causing the disconnect. So it, it has to be squarely, the blame has to be put on us. Amen? See, now you just confessed your sins, church. <laughs> and the Bible does say, confess your sins to one another that you might be healed. So now what are we expecting? Healing. That's in the Bible. It's pretty cool what's in this Bible. You better read it. Thank you, John. Come on, preach, John. Tell. <laughs> the wisdom is found in the Word of God. Jesus is the living Word of God. This, Jesus says, his words are spirit and their life. Spirit and life. Okay, we're getting a big clue on why there's a disconnect. The big clue about why there's disconnect because we just think it's an ordinary book. But it isn't, is it? It's the living word of God. But there's also something that is even a disconnect, even if we're reading the Word, isn't there? Mm -hmm. There is. Because we're somehow 
not understanding how God is communicating to us. In the today, today's title, I couldn't really think of one, but how to hear from God. Uh, who wants to hear from God? Yeah. If we could hear from God, do you think that we would have the trouble we're in? <laughs> if we could hear from God, do you think we'd keep making the same mistake over and over again? <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> so, guess what? The Bible declares to us how God's going to speak to us. The Bible declares to us the avenue, the way the communication is going to come from God to us. It's in, it's in the Bible. It's worth reading. I think this is on your outline. This is going to be very important for us to understand. And, you know, if you didn't bring a Bible, we have some Bibles. No, maybe we don't. One Bible back there. I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 20. And this is on the outline, and I purposely didn't put a lot of scriptures on the outline because I want you to discover your way around the Bible because it's the book that you're going to be looking at forever. Everybody say forever. forever. Yeah, and it would be good for us who call themselves Christ followers, Christians, to know what's in the book. Sure would hate to have a quiz. The first thing you do is get up to heaven and he's giving you a quiz about the Bible. It's like, well, we'd like to pass that quiz, amen? Because <laughs> we want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter the joy of your master. You've been faithful over little things. We give you authority over much. That's in the Bible too. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. We're talking about how to hear from God. We're talking about how does God communicate with us? Because God does want to communicate with you. I think God is speaking more than we're listening. But we want to change that, don't we? I do. It's Pastor Mamie and I talk quite a bit about the Bible. Talk quite a bit about Jesus. And, you know, picture this. In, in the day that Jesus walked the earth, you know, people would just walk right past him. There's the Son of God. The Son of God. And people would walk right past him. Giving him no account. And what I want to do is help you understand that we're no longer going to just walk past him. We're going to have ears to hear. We're going to have eyes to see. We're going to have hearts that are receptive to his word. Because we're going to receive the incorruptible, ever living <laughs> seed of the word of God. And we'll never be the same. Never, 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 never. We'll never be the same in Jesus' name. <laughs> it's true. Verse 27, I want, if, even if you have a church Bible here, I want you to underline it neatly. 
I don't want you to be like Trixie underlining the... <laughs> Look what this says. Now, this is a major clue for us. It's a major clue for us how God is going to speak to you personally. How's he going to communicate with you? Through his word. Okay? Through his word. But how are we going to hear? Did you read this already? <laughs> Look what it says. Whoops, my computer just went off. Here we go. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. That means that we are going to be enlightened and guided by God in our spirits. Too often people like to say, well, I just felt God heard me pray. I felt like God heard me Feelings is the voice of the body, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, nowhere does it say that God will enlighten or guide you through your mind, through your soul. It says here that God will enlighten us in our spirits. This is really important. And you should be asking God, Lord, <clears throat> reveal to me what this scripture really means. You should be asking him this. We, we all have a concept of what a, a, a spirit is, and most of the time we've uh, learned it from Stephen King. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching the most inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man, the spirit of man. This is where you've got to ask God. I want you to reveal to me the truth of this, Holy Ghost. Help me. I don't know. And we've been doing this for decades. And I still want to know. I want to know more than what I do now. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that God is going to lead us by our feelings. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that he is going to lead us by our mental capabilities. It, it, it says here, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching the innermost parts of the belly. We have to understand what the Bible says And it declares the makeup of man. The Bible declares that we are a three-part being. I think this is on your outline, 1 Thessalonians. Is it there or no? Hey, I have one. Thank you, Amanda Doyle. <laughs> now, I want you to look in your Bible to find 1 Thessalonians. 
First Thessalonians is right before Second Thessalonians. Now Thessalonica is a town, it's a city. And Paul was writing a letter to the church in Thessalonica. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Because, you know, man is an eternal being. Every man, every woman, every child is an eternal being. You will live forever. You will live forever. And this is how we're going to learn these things. We're going to become more God-inside-minded than we are flesh-dominated or intellectually uh, enthroned. Amen? I've said this so many times. Christianity is incredibly spiritual. If you don't get this part, you don't get any of it. God is going to enlighten you. God is going to speak to you in your spirit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the makeup of man. You're a spirit being. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your intellect. And you live in a body. Your body is just, it's the outer man. It's the outer man. Uh, the Bible declares the outward man perishes. But the inward man is renewed day by day. How's it being renewed? Jesus says his words are spirit and they're life. So if you want to feed yourself and cause your spirit man to become more sensitive to God's leading... You need to put the spirit food in. Here it goes. May God himself sanctify you. Sanctify you. There's another word. Set you apart. Sanctify. It's another word for holy. That you and I are to become holy. And as we walk with God, as we recognize the things and the ways of God, we become more sanctified in our lives. And the Bible declares without sanctification, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. There's another thing that, uh, will, that'll help us to understand that we can't just live any way we want. God has guidelines for us, amen? amen. He does. And you know what? These guidelines are for our own good. They're for our own good. He, that we might sanctify you entirely. May your spirit, soul, and body. Now that's the, that's the line that God wants us to live by. Your spirit, man, 
dominates. Then your soul, which helps your understanding. And then your flesh, your body. God tells us something to do with our body, doesn't He? He says, crucify it. And then you, when you start to crucify it, you'll see how loud your body really is. <laughs> That's the loudest voice you have, is your body. Fast for two days. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> but we have to be understanding how God is going to communicate to us. If we want to become more than conquerors in this world, if we want to walk in the ways of God, if we want our light to shine, if we want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, if we want the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in our lives, we must, out of necessity, be able to hear from God. And how, how is God going to communicate to us? Through our spirit. Through our spirit. He's going to communicate to us through our spirit. You're a spirit being. Well, we just read this, script, this scripture here in, in 1 Thessalonians. Let's look at another one. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Everybody know where that is, huh? <laughs> Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to... We're going to start to discover how to hear from God in a personal way. We're going to how, how we're going to discover this is because we're going to become more spirit conscious than we are body conscious. We're going to become God inside minded. You need to mutter that to yourself all day. Throughout the day. God dwells within me. This body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in me, God inside minded. If you start to become God inside minded, then you're going to be able to hear him a little clearer. But there's something else that has to happen. We have to train our spirit so that it becomes more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So how do we train ourselves? Well, you have to read the Word, and you have to do it. He says, because those who are doers of the Word, those are the ones who are blessed. Okay, you see where it all starts off? It all starts off with going back to the Word of God, recognizing... Does everybody find Genesis chapter 1? Well, let's take a look at verse 26. See, you are a spiritual being. You are a spiritual being. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Jesus said that God is a spirit. If then we're made in God's image and likeness, you out of necessity are a spirit being. This is really vital 
if you're going to walk with God. See that song we sang today? I don't have to understand to trust Him. Amen? You don't have to understand and have everything spelled out to you to have faith in God. I think that's a major mistake that parents do with their kids. Try to explain everything to them. You know, God doesn't do that to you. He says, obey. He gives you no reason. Well, Lord, explain it to me, and then maybe I'll decide whether I'm going to obey you or not. That doesn't fly in our kingdom. It says we're created in his image and in his likeness. You are a spirit being. You will live forever. Believers and unbelievers will live forever. Unbelievers will end up in the lake of fire where there's weeping and gnashing and torment forever. We, we forget that God is a king. He's a king. We forget some of these things that Jesus said. There was a nobleman that went on a long trip to receive a kingdom, but then there was a delegation of the people who said, I don't want this guy to be king over us. Then he draws his servants in and says, what'd you do with the money I gave you? What'd you do with the money I gave you? What'd you do with the money I gave you? He goes through that progression. And then at the end, he says this. This is Jesus speaking. Remember, he's a king. He's a great king. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. And he says this. Those people who did not want me to rule over them, bring them here and kill them before me. It's in the Bible. There's going to be a day when all rebellion is put down. The kingdom of God, pure love, pure righteousness, pure holiness, pure joy, pure peace, pure. And he'll take everything out of that kingdom that causes to stumble. It's in the Bible. You, you hear people say, oh, Jesus accepted everybody. That's what he taught, right? Not what he taught. He taught repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He accepts everybody and anybody who come to him his way. End of story. It's not for debate. So out of necessity, you are a spirit being. You will live forever. I think it's in Philippians chapter 1. Paul, he's writing to the letter to the church at, at Philippi. So you notice how all these letters are written to churches, not individuals? Hmm. That should be another clue. 
But he says, I'm in betwixt the two choices. He says, for me to depart and be with Christ is far better. But for me to stay with you in the flesh will bring more, it'll be more beneficial for you. See, who's going anywhere? Paul's going somewhere, isn't he? His body's not going anywhere, is it? It's going to the ground. But Paul is living forever. You are a spirit being. And the way God communicates with you is through your spirit. God is spirit and you are too. This is so vital. If, we, if you don't get this, your Christian walk is fruitless. This is on our outline here. This will help us. I, I really believe this will help us. With our spirit, we contact the spirit realm. In 1 Peter, it calls the inward man, the hidden man of the heart, your spirit. The hidden man of the heart, because you can't see him. Amen? Yeah, unless you have a discerning of spirits, which is the gift of the spirit, you cannot see your spirit. In the book of Romans, it says it's the inward man. Same thing, talking about your spirit, the real you, your spirit. And this is how God's going to communicate with us. He's going to communicate with our spirit by his Holy Spirit. This is really important. This is where you, get, you ask God right now and say, you need to help me with this, Lord, because I'm, I'm clueless. And some of us are. But you don't stay clueless, amen? You move forward. You keep moving forward. Are we going to have setbacks? Oh, yes. But you lose if you sit down and do nothing. You lose when the greater one lives inside of you. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Amen? With our soul, this is the next one, with our soul we contact the mental realm. And do you know that your soul is not saved? Spirit and soul are two different things. Remember in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23? I pray that your entire being be sanctified, spirit, soul, and body. Three. Hebrews says that only the word of God can divide the spirit and soul. So if they can be divided, they can't be the same thing. With our soul, we contact the mental realm. Romans chapter 2, that should have come in. Anybody who's been reading the Bible should know this scripture comes right away when you talk about the soul. It, you know, the first one about, you know, is in James where it says, receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. 
It says, with meekness, receive it. What does that mean? It means God's right and you're not. <laughs> this is vital for us. It, this is everything to do with your Christian walk. Everything. Everything. You, you, this is what you have to get. You have to get it. If I could stuff this in your head, I'd do it. But then I wanted to go deeper because I wanted to go into your spirit, not your soul. <laughs> okay, so we receive the engrafted word of God with meekness so that our soul can be saved. Now, what's the scripture that I was thinking about? Right, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. You guys are sharp. <laughs> Let's turn there. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Are you getting anything out of this here today? Okay, because this is vital to your life. This is vital to your victory. This is vital to you fulfilling the purpose God has on your life. This is vital for you to fulfill what has been written in His book before the foundation of the world. And that's what I want to do. I want to match. I want to have my life match what He wrote down in that book. I don't want to go off to the left. I don't want to go off to the right. I want to walk right in that narrow path that He has me walk. And that means crucifying your flesh. That means allowing your spirit man to gain ascendancy. Let your spirit man sit on the throne of judgment in your mind, in your heart. In, this is how you're going to live. This is how you're going to live that's going to be pleasing to God. Faith is of the what? Heart. Faith is not of the mind. Faith is not of the body. You can't even operate in faith if you don't understand this. Maybe that's why your prayers aren't getting answered. That's good preaching, Pastor. Romans chapter 12, I'm glad you asked. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Well, we can start off with verse 1. Let's start off with verse 1. Is everybody there? Okay, because this is going to tell us right here what we're supposed to do with our bodies. This is going to tell us right here what we're supposed to do with our minds. Amazing how the Bible tells us what we're supposed to do. It's amazing how God is so good that he gives us instructions. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Okay, so now we know what we're supposed to do with our bodies. And like I said before, your body is the loudest voice that you have. Next verse. And do not. That's pretty plain. Do not. I actually have those two words underlined in my Bible. Do not. 
be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the will of God and that what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Okay, we're getting it. Our soul is not saved. We have to receive the word of God with meekness so that my soul can be saved. And the Bible declares that I'm supposed to renew my mind, my soul. Why? Number one is so that your soul gets in line with your spirit. If we're spirit, soul, and body, and the majority is two, you win. So if your spirit, which is going to want to obey God, if you're born again, and your soul is renewed, well, there you go. It'll shut your body up. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You could say, shut up and sit down. Sometimes you have to do that with your body. Is that true? I heard somebody brought cheesecake, so <laughs> I'll have to practice that later. <laughs> oh! I love you, John. John's busting my chops. I do belong to Planet Fitness, but he never sees me there. <laughs> Okay, let's go to the next one. It says, with our bodies, we contact the physical realm. How easy is that? Okay. If you don't have a physical body, you have to leave. <laughs> That's just how God set it up. <laughs> You're done. Time to go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God is good. All the time. And you know what he's doing here? He's, he's really, and really what's happening here is he's correcting us. And it's good to be corrected by God. Because if we go the wrong way for a long period of time, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. But if we allow God to correct us, we can get back on track. I want to get back on track. I want to stay on track. Hey, staying on track's not easy. Anybody find that out? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But we do it not in our own strength. We do it in God's strength. Oh, man, this is so good. Here, go to Ephesians. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. This is so good. Oh my gosh, guess what? It's a letter written to the church. I get it. God writes letters to the church. Not individuals. He writes letters to the church. Okay, is everybody there? Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. This is so cool. 
And you know, if you have one of the church Bibles, underline this neatly. Look at what this says. Again, he's talking about what? He's talking about your spirit. He's talking about your spirit, man. How is God going to communicate with you? Through your spirit. Through your spirit. Ephesians chapter 3. That God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit. Underline those next ones. In the inner man. In the inner man. The inner man is so important with your walk with God. You're a spirit being. If you can't understand the things of God outside of your spirit, your mental capacity cannot go there. Your flesh just won't go there. Here's a great example. Suppose you're a military guy. You really know things about the military. You know strategies. You know weaponry. So here they are. They're all huddling. How are we going to take over the promised land? All the generals are there waiting for instruction. Joshua comes in and says, I got the plan. We're going to march around the city through seven times. We're not going to say anything. Then on the seventh time, we're going to scream and yell. And then the city will collapse. And we'll take it. And all the generals said, I'm going back to Egypt. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, does it? Was it a victory? Was it a miracle? Could you have talked yourself out of a miracle that God wanted to bring to you already? I'm sure I have. Yeah. However, we're changing it, aren't we? We're getting on board. We're going to start doing things His way. We're going to Allow our spirit, man, to come alive and in anticipation of God speaking to us. Now listen carefully. There are many voices in the world. Amen? Okay. When Jesus was fasting 40 days, 40 nights, What's the first voice he heard? It was the devil. That's why you have to know the word of God because the spirit of God will lead you always in line with the written word of God. Double safety. Amen? Double safety. All because God wanted to do it that way. It's good. 
So we're going to be strengthened with his might, his power in the inner man. In the inner man. Again, we understand that you and I are living forever. All mankind's living forever. Everybody. That's why we're on purpose to be witnesses for Jesus Christ because we don't want anybody to go to hell. It's not a game. It's not pretend. It's for real. And we have one opportunity, and that's in this lifespan that we have on the earth. Not just for ourselves, but to express and warn others about the coming judgment. Until we become spirit conscience, you know, we're not going to be able to understand what God is saying to us. We're not going to be able to understand what He's asking us to do. We'll talk ourselves out of the miracle that God wants to give us. Here. Oh, you're blind? Let me spit in your face so that you can see. Oh, that's gross. Well, you're blind then. Is that not a miracle that Jesus did? Does that make any sense to your mind? No, it's gross. It's like, what? We just missed out on our miracle. How is God going to communicate to you and to me? Through our spirit. And I've run out of time. Anybody coming back next week? <laughs> yeah. I, I probably have four weeks of notes here. <laughs> and all it is is scripture. <laughs> this is so important for us to understand this. That your life depends on it. We like to say this, Pastor Mamie and I like to say this, we want you to choose your, your church as though your life depends on it. It does, it really does. If, if you don't learn this at, at, your, at church, unless you're a student of the word, you're not going to find it out. And we don't want spiritual things to be indistinct to you. We want you to see them, and we want them to be crisp. Amen? And so now I'm going to give an invitation. If you have not given your life to Jesus, I mean really given your life to Jesus, you know, you could have said a prayer, you know, 10, 15 years ago or something, and, you know, God hears those prayers. Listen to me carefully. God hears those prayers. He hears the words of those prayers, but then what does he do? He looks for fruit to see if it really is something you meant. And you know what that says? You're not born again. Because if you're born again, you're producing fruit. Amen? So if you're here today and you're ready to get things right with God, I'm asking you to raise your hand so I can see it. And I'll pray with you. 
we'll all say a prayer and then uh, we'll move forward in this new life in Christ. Okay, if, if, if you should have raised your hand, right over here. Here's John and, and right here. Penny is ready for you. And girls, you go to Penny. Guys, you come to John. <laughs> They're going to help you. Guess what they want to do? They're bubbling up with faith right now. If you have something you need from God, whether it's just to pray and ask Him to cause you to become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, come up here and they'll help you. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That's how you're going to learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost too. Father God, I'm, I'm, I really want you to etch this in our hearts, in our minds, so that we become more God-inside-minded. We no longer want to just blow you off. We want to hang on every word you say. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our lives. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And it's to you we bow our knee. Always. In Jesus' name.